It's that time, the sports talker. Here's TJ Walker. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you, hump day. Exciting show today. We're maybe going to be a little off topic on current up-to-date sporting news because there's really not nothing really nothing going on Kentucky doesn't play until Saturday will where they will take on UCLA in Chicago Louisville also doesn't play until Saturday they'll go down to Bowling Green play Western Kentucky we don't need to start previewing those games just yet because we have to have something to talk about tomorrow and Friday but you know, we might we may discuss them a little bit here and there if you want if you want to talk about them tweet into the show at T Walker Rivals would love to hear from you. But we're going to talk about some other stuff. There there is uh, some interesting stuff from Cats Illustrated that I want to get to, and I think that's going to be a fun topic. And then, uh, as always, we might get off the topic of sports and talk about some other things on today's show. But I think you all are going to enjoy it. So I look forward to talking about it with you all. Uh, Brun DMC texted into the show before the show started. I guess wanted me to talk a little bit about Alabama's heartbreaking loss to Wichita State. That game happened last night. Alabama lost 52-53. to Alabama was up 11 with just under six minutes to go. And they ended up losing, falling to six and three on the year. If Alabama gets that win, you're looking at Alabama probably being on the right side of the bubble, assuming that they did okay in conference play and SEC play, and and, and took care of business against some of the inferior teams. Uh, they only had two losses going into that game: one at Xavier, that's not a, a terrible loss by any means, and then the other one was to Iowa State. Iowa State's a good team. So that would have been a big win for Alabama if they were able to pull off that upset and just losing and uh, just a, again a, a you didn't know how how you can lose a game like that, <clears throat> but uh, now as you have it, they're they're it's going to be tough for Alabama to find some good wins later on the schedule. They will host Kentucky and they'll play at Kentucky, so they're going to get two games against UK, but uh, those are obviously going to be tougher games to find ways to win. Uh, but besides that, not not a ton going on in the college basketball world with the exception of that game last night. And again, uh, not a great loss for the SEC, which it's still not completely out of the question that the SEC only gets one team. Again, I, I think as of today, I'd guess that they'd get more. But... There's a there's certainly a chance that it, it could just be Kentucky. I think Florida will get in, and I think teams like Arkansas and uh, Alabama will be on the bubble. Tennessee, we'll have to see how they do in SEC play. It depends how SEC play will unfold. Will it be muddied up and ugly, and uh, you know you you have a, a balance between three and fourteen or two and fourteen even. Uh, with Kentucky running away, if that were the case? Or do you have, uh, you know, three or four teams along with Kentucky kind of running the table? I, I tend to think it will be the former more than the latter, but we'll have to see. Yates, how are you today? I'm good, TJ. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's uh, it's a cold, 
cool Wednesday. Yates, there's there's some fun stuff to talk about today. I think you're going to, going to enjoy, um, and, and hopefully you participate a little bit. And then, as always, as you know, it's Yates. It's Ask Yates Wednesday, so we'll, we'll get to that in the last segment. So we should have a a full show without a doubt. Uh, so look forward to to being able to hear your input. Uh, but it, anyways. Um, as I, I was reading some of the stats from the Alabama Wichita State game, seeing some of the highlights of how Alabama lost again, just heartbreaking. And for Wichita State, again, I, I think I've mentioned this on the show before. They already have one loss, and it wasn't a bad loss by any means. It was when they lost at Utah in overtime, and Utah's kind of proven itself to be a, a solid team. Again, they're not going to play that many good teams for the rest of the year. But if they're threatening to lose against Alabama at home, then they could trip up in some of their road games in the Missouri Valley Conference. But again, if they were to only lose one game all year, you'd probably have to strongly consider them as a one seed. Uh, no way I don't think they'd drop past a two, despite not their best win possibly being Alabama or Memphis. Uh, again, crazy to think about, but something to certainly keep an eye on. As the season goes forward, Brendan DMC also texting in the show that former Vanderbilt player Kyle Fuller is writing a tell-all book. And I, I, I saw this on Deadspin, and that's the article that he links. I, I saw this yesterday. There's plenty to get to talk to. Again, not all of it's relevant to UK and UVL, uh, but <clears throat> supposedly Kevin Stallings, the head coach of Vanderbilt, texted Fuller's mom and sent a, uh, a text that spanned six text messages. Uh, I guess 160 characters is one text message. Of course, if you've got an iPhone, like a normal person, it doesn't matter. I guess Kevin Stallings does not. Uh, but anyway, says that Texas mom basically just begging for her to talk to her son about not to write it. And I haven't read the excerpts of his book and, and what it says and what it talks about, but supposedly it's not going to be very it's not going to reflect well on Stallings. It won't reflect well on Vanderbilt, and it won't reflect well really on college basketball as a whole. Vanderbilt fans are very up in arm in it. Uh, Kevin Stallings does make a good point just saying that we gave your son a scholarship for $300,000, and now he's going to turn around and do this. Um, Yates, do you think it's fair or foul if if Fuller were to go on and, and write uh, this book and publish it? I mean, I don't, he can do whatever he wants, I guess. I don't, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't guess I have, I don't really have a problem with it. Well, it's, imagine so, if somebody, fair, I don't know, you know, uh, here's, here's a, a stupid reference, but, you know, imagine you had a pet and the pet could talk and then you took care of that pet for a very long time. You did what you could for it. And then it came around and started to badmouth you publicly. I think people would be amazed by a talking animal, but you wouldn't be happy about that. Well, no, but I mean, I guess I guess the the moral is don't give it bad things to say about you. But what if what if some of these are lies? Well, I mean, if they're lies, then that's I mean that's a different story. If if he's telling the truth, then it's you know I mean I don't. I don't have any problem with that. Yeah, it's I I would be I don't know. Even if they're not lies, 
and I guess if it was lies, it'd be libel, correct? Uh, yes, I believe so. So if it's lies, it'd be libel. And I guess if Vanderbilt and Kevin Stallings wanted to get into that, then that would, you know, that, that even if even if they were lies and they did sue him for libel, you get into that and that would be, I mean, that in itself would just be an ugly process because every college basketball program, they probably do stuff that they don't want getting out. So, Clayby116 texts in the show and says, so far the experts that have been released, it just seems to be a tell-all about his sexual life while at Vandy. Not really anything about school or basketball, nothing that has been released. And I don't think that and Brun DMC says, if they're lies, then what does he have to worry about? Well, again, if they are lies, then you'd have to go into this process. It could be a long, drawn-out one, depending on how it worked out, and it just wouldn't be pretty. I can understand why Kevin Stallings is upset about it. That you have this player, uh, not a not a great player for Vanderbilt, probably didn't appre- you know, probably didn't reach his expectations, and. Kevin Stalling says in this alleged text message to Fuller's mom that he should have been kicked off the team several times where they gave him the benefit of the doubt. You know, if that's the case, I can understand why Kevin Stallings would be so upset. My guess is him sending text messages like that to Fuller's mom and making a big stink out of this, that's not going to help his case. If I was Vanderbilt, I would just say let him publish his own book if that's what he wants to do deny parts of the book, even if they are true or untrue, and just act like it's not a big deal. The bigger deal they make about this, I think the uglier it could get. Uh, but it's interesting. I, I Again, I can see why Vanderbilt would get upset about that, and, and it, it does come off as Fuller just wanting attention. Just his time at Vanderbilt's over. He's not in the spotlight anymore. Whatever credibility he had walking around Nashville as a Vanderbilt basketball player is gone and now he he, he misses the spotlight. I, I can understand why Vanderbilt and Kevin Stallings is so upset about it and I, I kind of disagree with it. Yates, did you hear about the find, the I, I meant to talk about this on the show yesterday. Did you hear about them finding a cougar in Kentucky? Uh, I heard a little bit about it. I had the news on last night and they, they talked about it but I was doing some other things and not paying close attention uh, but I, I did hear that I guess a woman was out walking her dogs and and found uh, came across it or something. Yes, it, it it was spotted on a farm. I don't know if it was a woman or not. Spotted on a farm in Bourbon County, Kentucky, and Bourbon County is located. Uh, it, it's you know near Georgetown. So, you know, not too terribly far from Jefferson County, not far. It, it's Par- That's where Paris, Kentucky is in Bourbon County. So, you know, it's not like it's the most western part of the state. But so Cougar was found. First Cougar spotting in in Kentucky since before the Civil War, which is kind of exciting. Uh, I guess Cougars were possible in 
uh, or, you know, I don't know if they, if there was tons of cougars in Kentucky before the civil war, but in the 18th and 17th century, I guess cougars were more common in Kentucky. So then finally in 2014, almost 2015, they find another cougar in Kentucky. And what do they do? They instantly shoot it and kill it. Just like that. And they claim that, and this is kind of the, this is so silly, but they claim that uh, it was getting dark and they didn't want to lose the cougar because then who knows where it'd end up and it was near neighborhoods and it could hurt and kill pets and this and that. So, okay, they do that. And then uh, I, I guess a reporter asked, well, why not just, you know, put it under, use a, a dart, sedate it, and then, you know, relocate it or find out more about the animal. And they said that they didn't have any darts on them and it takes somebody who knows how to use darts to, to do it and they didn't have anybody there. Uh, so the, the only thing that they could do was kill it, which is kind of unfortunate. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want a, a cougar walking around my neighborhood in eastern Jefferson County. It could just be a <laughs> pets would be in danger. Remember they said that using a tranquilizer dart would be too dangerous. Um, I don't know. I, I, I but it's kind of fun. Kind of fun. It'd be more fun if there was a ton of cougars. And you know, you had to kind of be careful going outside. That wouldn't really be fun, but it'd make you kind of think before you went outside worry about the weather and if you were going to be warm enough and also if you had a safe out to your car so you could avoid cougars. I think that'd be entertaining. So plenty of news going on today. Uh, Brun DMC text in a cougar in Kentucky with a Twitter picture of Karen Cipher. So it's one of those days. A little bit of Louisville news. Yates, uh, I'm sure you've heard about this rumor that Chris Jones was dismissed. Uh, no, I have not heard that rumor. You hadn't heard any of that? That's kind of the rumor floating around message boards today that that my, obviously we talked about earlier in the week that Montres Harrell was calling out Chris Jones in his post-game rant. It seemed clear that that might have been the player. And then since then, rumors have started to swirl in, in the one – most common on message boards is that Chris Jones was in trouble with U of L based on something he did over the weekend. And it was a possibility that he would get dismissed. Uh, Rick Pitino was asked about that today. Chris, uh, he said, no, that's not true at all. So it doesn't seem that Chris Jones is dismissed from Louisville or kicked off the team. Uh, it seems like there's some rumors about this with Louisville every Christmas break every every winter that somebody's in trouble or there's controversy or something like this. Last year with Ch- Shane Bahannon. I don't know any more about this rumor. Uh, I can take Rick Pitino's word for it that Chris Jones it will still be on the team and that uh, as far as we know, he's not in trouble. He didn't do anything illegal. Um, but it is clear that there is there there was some upset players in the locker room after after Louisville's game on Sunday. 
So uh, take that for what it's worth. Not again, not a ton of news. Uh, I, I could make a case, and I don't know if it'd be a good case or not, but I, I think I could make a case that Louisville could be uh, better without Chris Jones. I think I saw a stat that Chris Jones and Terry Rogier have combined for 51 assists and 41 turnovers this season. That's not good at all. Now he is averaging just under 13 points a game, 4.7 rebounds, and 3.3 assists per game, which are pretty good numbers, all things considered, but he is averaging two and a half turnovers. So decent, decent numbers for Chris Jones, but again, as we mentioned on the show, it, it does seem like he tries to do a little bit too much, doesn't really go through the offense. Instead, we'll try to take over here and there. It was really good against Indiana and in that blowout win. So something to keep an eye on. All right, we're going to head to our first commercial break a little early here. When we come back, this was on catsillustrated.com, if college basketball programs were countries, a poster listed this out. We're going to talk about it. We might make some changes. Uh, most of it I agree with. Although Louisville fans will not like what he said about Louisville. Of what country Louisville is. I'm curious to hear your all's guesses. Uh, so stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We will be back. Listening to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We're back here, second segment on a Wednesday, Ask Yates Wednesday. So make sure you get your questions in for the last segment of the show where we'll ask Yates some questions. For this segment, and I wanted this to be a little bit of a longer one. Usually we take the break a little bit longer into the first segment, but I wanted this segment to be a little bit longer than normal because there is plenty to talk about. And first, we're going to talk about a poster, uh, and I'm now finding out that it wasn't a Cats Illustrated poster. It was from the Rivals Basketball main message board. So it wasn't a UK fan that made this, uh, but a UK fan did take it from there and bring it here, and I'm taking it from here and putting it on the radio show. Uh, so know that I did not come up with this, a Rivals subscriber somewhere along the road that's a college basketball fan did, uh, but it's pretty funny to talk about, and really I, I think it's accurate. So I'm going to read some of these, <clears throat> and I, I'm, uh, Yates, I want to get your opinion, and the listeners, I want to I want to know what you think. Uh, so Yates, if, if, you, I'm gonna, if you had to guess what country Kentucky would be, who would you, who would you put Kentucky as? Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. Mike cut out there. Um, they would say that they are, I don't know, the United States. That's what this person has Kentucky as. They said the most powerful nation in the world, the richest nation in the world, which I don't know if that's true, is hated by the most, by, is hated by the most of the world, and its own history has many black marks that its own residents try to forget. 
which I have some problems with. I mean, yes, Kentucky basketball doesn't have the, the best past of all other college basketball programs. And yes, the United States doesn't have the best past of maybe all other countries. But it's, it, it, whatever. Uh, but, I, but I think most – as of today, and, and this all changes. Uh, it's all cyclical and uh, – if you did this 10 years ago, it may be different. And if you do it in 10 years, it, it could be different. But for the most part, I think that's agreed. Kentucky is kind of the it program of college basketball right now. Uh, Kentucky fans think they obviously think that, and I, I don't think it's completely inaccurate. But the rest of the college basketball world doesn't love Kentucky, and that's understandable. Okay, so um, so they have that for Kentucky. I... I, I <laughs> I want to ask you all of me, but it's pretty tough, and I don't. I wouldn't. It, it's basically just a guessing game. For England, they have Yates. Do you want to guess, or do you not care to guess? Uh, I mean, I I don't know. I think a lot of it probably probably depends on the perspective of the person writing it. So yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I don't have any idea. Okay, for England, they have North Carolina, and, and this one you could you could mix and match with a couple of them. Uh, they said, considered to be royalty among its peers, its influence has been felt everywhere, has ruled for a long time, but has lost some of its luster recently. I would have see, probably I, put UCLA in but See, that's, I, I think I would switch UCLA and North Carolina, especially with the latest rumblings with North Carolina. Now for UCLA, they have UCLA as Russia, one truly dominant but short-lived era and hasn't been able to fully regain its footing since its downfall. Now I, I think I would put UNC as Russia because UNC once was dominant, was the uh, the program of the past and the program of the future. Now it's kind of just a mess uh, and everything that's happened lately with Ukraine Russia, UCLA, or UNC, excuse me, what's happened with UNC and academic scandal, not pretty. But the thing about UCLA in England, I don't know if that's 100% accurate because UCLA fans don't care about basketball. England and its citizens think that they're the the best and the most prestigious, where UNC certainly thinks that as well. So there is no perfect answer, but I do think I would put England with uh, – I, I think I put North Carolina with Russia, and then I guess UCLA with England. I'm not sure. All right, who do you think they have for China, Yates? Uh, gosh, I, that's a hard one. I mean, it's it's got to be – I feel like as far as who, who China would be, would be, it would be a team that I guess is sort of a, a big team but has never been the team. Interesting, and, and could and I feel like it also would need to be like potentially the next like great team. Interesting. So, gosh, I don't. I'm not sure who who they would put as China. Well, based on your criteria, possibly Arizona would be a team that, based on what you're saying, Arizona certainly seems like it has a bright future ahead of it. They're uh, in on top recruits, they right now I think have the number one recruiting class in 2015. They have the number three team in college basketball this year. 
that would be kind of who you're describing. Now, this is what this list has. It has Duke as China, and it says that China and Duke have become a true global power over the last few decades, yet consistently tries to remind everyone that there was a history there before this most recent emergence. And that's obviously talking about the Coach K era for Duke and more specifically the, the last, you know, since the 80s. Uh, and before that, Duke basketball wasn't unbelievable. It was okay. It was a pretty it was a pretty good program before then, but it wasn't the powerhouse that it is now. Uh, the only problem with that is I do kind of agree. Yeah, it's after Coach K, what happens to Duke? I don't think Duke falls off the face of the earth. That's always going to be a, a contender. But really, you know, we don't know much about Duke's history without Coach K. And again, just an okay program. We don't know where they're going to be after that, where China seems to be rising. So. They have Duke with China. I'm okay with that, I guess. All right, the next one, they have Louisville. Yates, what do you think they have for Louisville? Oh, gosh. I don't even know. Um, I don't. I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I really don't. I, I have no idea, to be quite honest with you. All right, I don't like this comparison, but really, it's really tough, like you just experienced. It's tough to figure out the perfect country for Louisville, and this is what it says. And again, remember that a UK fan did not write this. Canada. (laughs) For some reason, I just had this feeling that that was going to end up being what you said. So they they said Louisville's Canada, and their reasoning is lots of things that make it unique in its own right but is constantly belittled by the United States and is considered a lesser version of it in regards to Kentucky. Um, I mean, I guess that part of it is true. I think, I think Louisville has been far more successful and, and far more important than Canada has or ever will be. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I don't think Canada is the best for it. Gary in the G chat accurately guessed it. Uh, he so he was ahead of that one, but here but here's where I agree. And Louisville fans don't like to hear this, but from a national perspective, when te- people think of Louisville and Kentucky as rivals, Louisville is the is the underdog in that rivalry from a national standpoint. And uh, Louisville fans disagree, and that's fine. It's it's one of the I think the best college basketball rivalry in the country, and um, it, it goes back and forth. Louisville has been super successful the last five years. Uh, so not taking anything away from Louisville, but from a national perspective. Uh, again, you know, we're not in the middle of the Alabama-Auburn rivalry, but we'd all agree that Alabama is the is the top dog and Auburn is the underdog in that rivalry, although Auburn's had plenty of success the past five years. Um, and, and you can pick rivalries out. Georgia, Georgia Tech. Georgia's the big one. Georgia Tech, uh, the little one. USC, UCLA. USC is the, the dominant rival there. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State. It, certainly seems like as of late, Ohio State's the bigger rival. Uh, so I get that, but I feel Louisville is more successful than Canada, like you said, Yates. Uh, I feel that it's a better, you can find somebody, for, you can find another country that has impacted the global scale more so than Canada. Canada really hasn't done much. So I, uh, I don't know if I agree with them, but I, again, I, I have a tough time figuring out who Louisville could be. Clay V116 is going to weigh in on who Louisville could be and says Louisville uh, has to be Russia, one of the most powerful countries 
but a country that nobody truly respects and brushes off to the side and laughs at, and they feel <laughs> that disrespect, so they carry a chip on their shoulder, thus always trying to flex their muscles to force attention. Wow, Clay V116. Uh, interesting. So he feels that Louisville should be Russia. Uh, and, you know, United States and Russia don't necessarily like each other. So uh, maybe Russia would be better for Louisville. I don't know. All right, moving on. We'll get back to the Louisville one. And maybe maybe some ones will pop to my mind. I'm just going to I'm going to start reading them a little bit faster. Uh, for Kansas, they have Germany. It says probably should have taken over much of the world by now, but for one reason or another, fell short several times. Uh, this is one that I like. Uh, <laughs> Indiana is France. Lots of history, culture, tradition, and a and a, a certain smugness among many of its residents. Most successful run came under the rule of a brutal dictator whose pride ended up being his own downfall. Due to most recent circumstances, has become the butt of a lot of jokes. Yates, uh, I, I think that might be a pretty fair comparison. At, the, at first, I was like, "No, Indiana's." Not France. It, you have to go some. You'd have to go a country that doesn't have a lot of that. That used to be great a while ago and hasn't really done much lately. But the way he and you know maybe that is France. Although France seems to be doing fine nowadays. But I thought that was perfect because just overall, just well put. Whoever this author is, well, well, well put. So uh, moving on, Kansas State. They say is Austria thinks that they're Germany, which Germany's Kansas. Missouri's the Czech Republic. They think that they're Germany. Can Again, Kansas is Germany. Connecticut is Australia, whether it is because they, they're newer or in a world of their own, the AAC conference. They kind of flown under the radar, even though they have rightfully made a name for themselves on a global level. Understandable. Arizona is Iran. Strong history sprinkled in a desert. Definitely a global player, but until they actually do something, is still more uh, still more bark than bite. And I really like this one. Texas is Brazil. Given their resources, they should be a routine player by now, but has been so mismanaged uh, that more times than not is a complete mess. Uh, I like that one. Michigan State is Japan. In the grand scheme of things, it hasn't always been a, uh, a dominant player, but when it has been, it has had a profound impact next is florida and they have florida as spain for all the things it has going for it it couldn't care less and is more or less just enjoying the ride rather than taking its place among its peers maybe a bit too distracted by the weather as its residents have other priorities i wouldn't do florida with spain although i get that the the description fits spain would have to be a a a program that has had a, a good past has been okay. Really, I, I would be okay. But Spain would have to be a program that has a really good past. Florida certainly does not. I mean, maybe you could do Louisville as Spain. Louisville's got a pretty good hat past, but again, you need... I mean, Spain back in the, back in the day was... was it. Another good one that I just came to my mind. Maybe UNC is now Greece. Greece used to be pretty good. Had a strong history and now just seems to be in shambles. I think that's where UNC is going to be in the next year or two. They have Wisconsin as Poland. A proud nation 
on the colder side, full of residents who liked their drink. Uh, they were prominent early on, but completely disappeared between 1945 and the early 1990s. They have Dayton as Cuba, came out of nowhere and threatened everyone for one year in the 60s. We're going to talk a little bit about Cuba now. Butler is Israel, b- both new and old in a historic sense uh, slash relevancy. For their size, they have uh, quite an arsenal, are associated with ancient landmarks, and their neighbors are constantly fighting over what they have. Talking about uh, Butler and Indiana and Purdue and all the fan bases kind of mixed there in Indianapolis. And that's all that they list. Yates, what do you, what do you agree with? What jumps out at you? What you d- do you disagree with? Uh, well, I think I think my my biggest disagreement is probably with Louisville as Canada. Uh, Canada is largely irrelevant on the global scale, and I don't believe that's the case with Louisville. Uh, I, I agree. I mean, I agree. I don't think Louisville should be Canada, but what? Which, who jumps out at you that should be Louisville? I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I'm probably biased. Well, not probably. I am biased. Uh, so I mean, it, it's hard for me to probably make a fair comparison. Um, I don't. I don't it, know. For Louisville, it, this is the country we'd need. We'd need it to be a country that nobody had really paid too much attention to over the past century. Not that it had been forgotten or irrelevant, but it had just been kind of doing its own thing and just over, you know, the past decade or two decades has become a, a bigger player in the national scene. So who could that be? What country is starting to starting to emerge? Could it <laughs> You know, Italy possibly. You know, Italy, I guess, isn't starting to emerge per se. I don't know. That's why it's tough. And I think that's probably why they just settled on Canada because, you know, nobody hates Canada. Nobody has a lot of. Speak too for many yourself. Ba- <laughs> Do you hate Canada? I don't hate Canada. I just like to make fun of Canada. Well, people like to make fun of Canada, but I mean, you can't say too many realistic bad things about Canada as a country. You know, they they seem to be doing all right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't either. I mean, I, I guess I, I don't know. Maybe the Russia, as much as I don't necessarily like to be compared to Russia, I mean, that might be more. A better comparison, although I don't know that Russia really has much going for it now, and I, I don't know that you could say the same thing about Louisville. Um, I, don't could, know. I mean, could Louisville be South Korea? Uh, South Korea seems to be doing well for itself. I mean, it's it's okay, but the thing is, is Whoever it is for Louisville, there has to have been a period where they were, I mean, one of the, I mean, the very top 
countries in the world. I mean, because, you know, for the the better part of the 80s, I mean, Louisville was the team. Hmm. It's, it, it is tricky. And, you know, and I'm just kind of going continent to continent and none, you know, nothing's really jumping out. It's tough. I need somebody smarter to weigh in, smarter than me to weigh in on this. Terry Sr. weighs in and says, Louisville is Cuba. Cuba is Russia's little brother and a pain in the rear. I don't know how that would be Louisville, though. Yeah, that sounds and, like just and something a, a, a biased UK fan would say. But then he weighs in and says that Cuba also has great cigars and liquor. And that kind of reminds me of going to a UofL football game. There's a lot of smoke and alcohol everywhere. So I, I could get it from that from that standpoint. I don't know. I, Trevor says that North Carolina is Mexico just because going to class at UNC is like a weekend trip to Tijuana. Understandable. UNC could be so many. My question, Yates, is what program would be like North Korea? That that is a very good question. Just the, the crazy wild card that nobody really likes to give too much credence to, but you can never really ignore. That's shut off from the world. You don't know much about. You don't really know what's going on at that program. Really, if North Korea was very successful and and did well for itself and really wasn't a third world country, although they try to hide it that they're not. Duke is a very sheltered program. It, it is tough to get inside covering that program, being a part of that program. The Duke guys are Duke guys for life. They won't say anything bad about Duke. I'm not comparing Duke to North Korea, but in terms of being kind of a sheltered off baske- uh, basketball program versus a sheltered off country, things are pretty quiet around Duke. What about, and this, is, this won't be perfect for North Korea, but what about Gonzaga for North Korea? They're sort of different than everybody else. They're you yeah. know they they come from what the WAC, whatever conference they're in out there, where there's not really anybody else good. Yeah, and they, they you, get you players really, you don't hear about. You never really give them the same credit you give anybody else, but they're sort of always kind of hanging around, waiting to just screw everything up. Yeah, all right, I like that. I can do that. You don't really know what's going on with Mark Few and his program. You don't know these players as recruits for the most part. But then all of a sudden, they're just always in the news for doing something. Okay. I can see that. We need to head to our last commercial break. Sometimes an hour is just not enough time to talk about this. And I wanted, speaking of North Korea, I wanted to talk about the the fact that the five top theater chains are not going to show The Interview, which is a movie that is uh, a, a comedy about Seth Rogen and James Franco having to to go into North Korea and wreak some havoc. Uh, I wanted to talk about that, but I don't know if we're going to have time because we got to do Ask Gates Wednesday. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We will be right back. Getting 
drunk on a plane. To the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. And we are back. One final segment here on 1450, the Sports Buzz. Had a very long discussion about countries as college basketball programs. It was fun. We still couldn't settle on a good a good country for Louisville to be. Uh, they're tough. The other ones you can make an easy case for. But it's hard it's hard to pick one out that's that's Louisville, you know, again. I don't know. We'll have to see. All right, but this is Ask Gates Wednesday, so maybe we can come back to this topic. Uh, we'll come back to it tomorrow or whenever. Plenty of time. So Ask Yates Wednesdays, you all send in questions. I ask him to Yates, he answers them. You learn a little bit more about Yates each week. First one coming in comes from Gary in the G-Chat. If you had one day to live, Yates, what would you do? If I had one day to live? One day. Oh, God. Like you knew that unfortunately your time was going to be up tomorrow at 8 p.m. and you had from now until then to or you know let's give you time to plan for it no you don't because you can't have too much time to plan for it so if you if you if everything was going to end tomorrow at 8 p.m. what are you going to do do I have unlimited resources like am I able to do whatever I want could I could I fly no you've got what you've got now Oh gosh! This is this is. Uh, I, I am not Yates. This is all hypothetical, but it it starts right now. You just found out some some bad news uh, that this that you're you're going to be gone tomorrow, eight p.m. I mean, I guess I would spend it with spend the rest of my time with with friends and family. Do you think that you would cry? Man. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if I if I if I found out like right now, I might be in such shock that I would not cry. Like, I mean, if you just if you all of a sudden find out that you're gonna die tomorrow, I don't know that you really have time to process that. Well, you 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 got to. You're not gonna waste any time if you found. Well, no, that I, out. but that's what I'm saying. Like, I would I would absolutely I would you know gather as many people as I care about that I could and, and spend my last hours with them. But I'm saying as far as crying, I, I, although I will say probably at some point, because other people would, I hopefully would cry. It would probably cause me to cry. And so Brun DMC wants to know why you'd cry so much. <laughs> uh, well, I'm kind of a crier anyway, but, and I'd be dead. So that's kind of sad. <clears throat> It would be sad. It would be the last, and right before Christmas, too, of all things. Okay. Uh, so, let's 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 get to the next one. It's, uh, let's see, where is, I'm trying to see where I put it. I'm having a tough time. 
Okay, what is, since there probably won't be any SKH Wednesday for next week, what is the best Christmas gift you've ever gotten as a kid? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I mean, it would probably, I don't know specifically. I was big into like G.I. Joe's and Transformers when I was little, I guess. So it it might be that. The one Christmas present that sticks out to me the most, and it was something that I really wanted, but I don't know if it would necessarily be my favorite, was uh, when I was growing up, I was a big wrestling fan. And these might be before your time, but I don't know. I think they came out with them again a few years back, but they had these things called wrestling buddies. And it was like this stuffed version of like Hulk Hogan and the ultimate warrior and stuff like that, uh, that you could have and uh, wrestle with, I guess. And I wanted the, the Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy one Christmas and we, you know, we get through everything, open all the presents and, I didn't get it. It wasn't there, and I was so disappointed. And I, I guess I said something about not getting it, and all of a sudden my parents realized that they had hidden it so well that they forgot to get it and wrap it. So I, I did ultimately get the Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy. So I, I guess I was probably pretty excited. And now were you after, being a after brat being pretty disappointed? Were you being a brat about not getting it? Uh, I have a hard time believing that I would was a brat about getting it because I. I wasn't really like that as a kid. Okay, well that's good. Uh, my my best gift, I don't know. Uh, I've I've been very fortunate to have plenty of good Christmases, but I, I think one of probably the coolest moments when I got something was when we were at my dad's house when I was probably in fifth grade or something, and then he came around on a four wheeler, and we lived in just your normal neighborhood. I mean, we it would just be like a four wheeler, and we got a four wheeler. It wasn't like a high duty one. It was, and it wasn't one for kids either. It was kind of one in between, uh, and we just rode it around the neighborhood for like five years until I don't know what happened to it. But uh, yeah, that was probably one of the better gifts that I had gotten. Uh, but it, it's tough to pick. Anyways, all right, next uh, next SKH Wednesday question: Who is your favorite teams in each pro sport? Um, well, I, I'm not a huge fan of any, any team in, in pro sports really other than the Reds, I guess. That's probably the one professional team that I would say that I'm a a true fan of. Uh, if I had to pick one in football, I would say the Cowboys. My dad is a big Cowboys fan, so I've always grown up kind of pulling for them because of him. And uh, in basketball, when I was a kid, it was the Bulls because of Jordan, but now that he, you know, once he stopped playing there, I don't, I don't really have a favorite NBA team. Interesting, interesting, interesting. All right, uh, let's see if uh, Askiates Wednesday should the movie, the interview, be shown in American theaters? And you probably need more time than a minute to answer this one, but you won't have it. My uh, question to you, Yates. You know, I've, I've actually given this a little bit of thought because of all the news about the hack and all that kind of thing. And I I don't know that I'll be able to give you a definitive answer. On the one hand, I think it's kind of a scary proposition to think that a company like Sony would have to bow to the pressure of, 
I don't know what what ultimately amounts to a group of thugs that that stole all their information and is threatening them to not release the movie because of this. But at the same time, we're getting to the point now where there may be some security concerns, safety concerns for people who go see the movie. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I get. I think that's sort of a cop out answer, and what Sony is probably hoping happens is that the theaters who don't really have any major stake in what happens to Sony, the theaters decide to not show it because they're afraid that people who come will be hurt, and, and that Sony doesn't. Their Sony's not the one who has to cave in and say we're not going to show it. They can get away well, with saying, well, we're going to show it. We're not going to let you bully us. But then the theaters say, well, we're not going to do it because we don't want anybody to get hurt. Well, that's what it seems like it's, it's happening, is that the top five theater chains are not going to show it. I'll leave the show with this quote on this topic, and maybe we can talk in detail uh, a little bit about it tomorrow. Those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. That's from Benjamin Franklin in 1759 so uh that's that's my answer to that thanks for listening to the show today we will be back tomorrow three o'clock 14 50 the sports buzz we'll see you then to my old kentucky home my old kentucky home oh, they say welcome to the 502 take the jordan boy show them how kentucky do Oprah Priest classics paint kentucky blue they say don't forget to seven don't be hitting two so I'm Call it blue grass, song, call it purple. I'ma call it home. Take a shot of chrome.